All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Arkham Man tweets in, you guys compare the basketball players to baseball players, which is not as physical, but what about the 82-game hockey season? A lot of those players play all 82 games. That's true. That's true. In shifts, I think, has a a little bit yeah. to do with it. Yeah, you no, know? I, mean, I, mean, I don't you, want to minimize how tough God, hockey players Jesus, are. Me neither. They're the, the toughest. Right? I also don't know how much less effective they are by the time that season is over and whether they would also benefit from a little more load management. Sure. But, yeah, they, they load manage within games they, by going yeah. out for you know 60 to 90 second shifts and then coming right back off the ice for a few minutes and then going back on. Which would be – that's hard in its own right. You know, that's a totally like different – interval training. I, it's dude, very I, hard. The SEALs do it too and they do the shifts coming in and out and different rotations and everything else. You see, it's like – they run twenty five miles a game or something ridiculous, um, and no, it not it, again. Not trying to minimize uh, hockey at all. I think it's different though. And ba- I think basketball is its own animal. And and let's be honest, man. Soccer, soccer. Those cats. I mean, all they do is run and slide and bump and hit. And it's that field is so massive. Uh, it's just so massive. So th- I would give soccer players and basketball players the. The freaks. They're the freaks. When I was at the Cholos game last weekend, I tried to appreciate the fact, you know, later in the game, you know, those starters who have been in from the very beginning, and there's a ball, and it's 30 yards away, and there's two people, and they both dead sprint. Dead sprint sprint. after it again. I'm going, how tired must you be at that point? I got after you've already for 80 minutes been running, and now. The game might be on the line if you don't get to that ball first and you have to dead sprint at it again. How about this? We're adding seven minutes to this game. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Again, I, I, the soccer players and basketball players are true, true freaks of nature. It just it doesn't make sense what their bodies do. I got such a more appreciation after watching the World Cup, really, really with intent for the first time this year. And, yes, there are flops. There are flops in basketball. There's a ton of flops in soccer uh, to slow the game down. It's strategy. But there are also been some nasty collisions. And I mean nasty collisions that you couldn't fake. I mean, just as brutal as it can be. Some of the teams out there were, I mean, it's forearm shivers. It's the whole thing. So, um, yeah, not not to minimize hockey at all. Hockey, is those guys are really, really tough. But I think basketball... And soccer, those guys are the true, true freak athletes. Welcome back, Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, yesterday at Petco Park, it really is a it's a cheesy little made-for-TV moment that doesn't necess- doesn't have to be shown, but we they do it every year. I think most teams do. I, I love it. It's the, uh, the packing up of the equipment for spring training and loading it on the trucks, and the Padres make a little show of it. Load you, management, if you yeah, will. Well, load, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Load, managing the loads of, of gloves and bats and g- balls and everything else that they that they transport from Petco Park out to Peoria. 
and they let the cameras come in and see them rolling the pallets down the hallways and up the truck. They get the fryer out, like, directing it. They even had a sponsor this year. Southwest Airlines was sponsoring it, so the fryer had one of those wands, you know, yeah, wands that they use out on the runway, the tarmac at the airport. Um, it's cheesy, but it both is Both of my kids last night at dinner, when it came on, both of them go, ah, and pointed at the screen because they saw the fryer. They just, love the fryer. It's just a reminder to all of us how very close we now are to baseball season. The equipment is now there. The trucks drove out yesterday. They're probably unloading and organizing today. Uh, so everything will be ready when Manny Machado and Fernando Tetis Jr. and Xander Bogarts and Juan Soto and Joe Musgrove and Blake Snell and you Darvish and Jake Cronenworth all show up in a couple of weeks here in Peoria, Arizona to start spring training. Yeah, it's uh, one of those traditions that, that, yeah, it may be cheesy and everything else, but you look forward to it. Uh, our own Sammy Lev was out there yesterday doing his thing and, and posted some video of it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. It just means we are that much closer. Need a contestant for Real or Fake on a Throwback Thursday. I know there was that segment in our not going to lie anonymous comments earlier this week that said, hey, get rid of Take on Woods. I think some people are just mad that they have no chance. They know they have no chance against you, and they want to be able to win a prize. That's why we do Real or Fake on Thursday. You need no prior knowledge. You don't have to beat Woods at anything. You just have to guess real or fake, and you can qualify for our trip to, to Las Vegas. So if that's you, this is your chance to call in at 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, and play our game here in about four or five minutes. But I did want to get to the uh, prospect rankings. Top 100, we saw Baseball America's last month. ESPN came out with theirs yesterday, and I think this is, again, a, a sign that the Padres under A.J. Preller, they're scouting international, domestic, the drafts. They're doing something right. Because even after all the trades, acquiring Juan Soto, all the trades they've made, Padres still had three of the top 100 prospects in baseball, which is a solidly average amount. Think about that. There's 30 teams. So if every team had... 3.1 prospects, you know, that yeah. would be about average. So you have four, you're doing a little better. You have two, you have the Padres are still right there in the average prospect rankings, despite all the guys they've traded away. And uh, it started at number 16 with Jackson Merrill, who's been steadily just rocketing, up climbing the ch- up, he's just been shooting up the charts. Um, and then Dylan Lesko, who was uh, picked in 2021, I believe. Uh, no, last year, right? Uh, yep. 2022 right-handed pitcher was at 82. And then Samuel Zavala, the outfielder, probably a little uh, lesser known among Padres fans, but he checked in at number 99, just sneaking in uh, under the top 100, giving the Padres three top 100 prospects. But uh, one thing that Kylie McDaniel, who was doing the rankings, pointed out, and I thought this was very interesting. So in the 2021 draft, the Padres took Jackson Merrill with their first-round pick. And then James Wood with their second-round pick. Now, Wood, of course, was part of the Juan Soto trade yep. to the Nationals, and he is uh, also ranked in the top 20 of prospects. But Kylie McDaniel made the point that if you went back and did the draft again, based on who is available and who is now ranked in the top 100 prospects, that in the first two rounds, the Padres made the absolute best possible selections they could have. I like that. In each round. That's fantastic. If there was no one available, like, hey, if we could go back, oh, we could have taken this guy. No, there's not a single player. Yeah, for now. That, for now. For now. In, for now. Right. Ask us in five years, maybe that changes, it, but it does for now. Change, yeah. but, but the fact that, you know, that the Padres kind of pick those two guys and they have 
met or exceeded the expectations just in the first couple of years of their career. You know, and and it, it this is important because remember they could they could be you know trade you know James Wood already was. And these could be trade chips for A.J. Preller to try to build a World Series champion. Well, and, and I don't know how anyone could say that uh, A.J. Preller and his team doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, if you look at all of the prospects that we've moved littered around baseball, you know, it, it felt like we it felt like we staffed at least two playoff teams last season in the Indians and the Mariners. Guardians, sorry. God. Guardians and the Mariners. Uh, last year, you looked up and down rosters, and you're like, yep, that, he was ours, he was ours, he was ours. I never worry about A.J. restocking the farm. Never. I never worry about it. If you want to look at it and say, God, I wish we could develop some of these guys to contribute to our team, okay, fine. Fair criticism. That's going to take some patience. That's going to take some uh, tough conversations. That's going to take a little gumption of saying, I really want this guy at the deadline, but I want to see what Jackson Merrill can give me. I feel like we can win a World Series without this guy at the deadline. That, that those are tough conversations, and then I think also a credit here to AJ is that uh, CJ Abrams is no longer a prospect, but he was in the top ten on most lists last year, and now graduating to the big leagues. But the rest of the players in the Juan Soto trade, uh, all in the top one hundred for the Nationals: James Wood, Robert Hassel the third, and Yarlin Susana, also in the top one hundred as well. So all from the Padres organization, all drafted or signed and developed by the San Diego Padres, they continue to create value. Now, Absolutely. we haven't seen a ton of it in on the big league roster here, right? but unquestionably value in the eyes of the rest of the teams, the Padres farm system remains a coveted, some something that they want to go after and that they can they can use to their benefit going forward. Yeah, and listen, make no mistake, some of those guys are going to come back to haunt you and they're going to sting when you watch. If you if James Wood turns into the Aaron Judge that everybody thinks he is, yeah, it's going to be a little tough to stomach if Juan Soto goes somewhere else. But if they didn't come back to haunt the Padres, then the other teams wouldn't be that interested. That's oh. exactly right. Oh, yeah, A.J. Preller, yeah, none of his prospects ever pan out. Why would we trade for them? You want those guys to to actually do well. Well, and you need you to need continue that pipeline going. You're going to have those that that sting, right? You're going to have the Trey Turners of the world, the Anthony Rizzo of the world, you're, but you're also going to have the U Darvishes of the world, the the ones where you traded almost nothing and got back who a guy that's been our ace. So you're going to fleece some guys. You're going to get fleeced. That's I feel like that's just the nature of the business. So uh, Stephen Woods had a request for real or fake today, and I have followed through. It is time. To play our game. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. Got Jason as a contestant this morning. Hello, Jason. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Ben. How are you? I'm good. All right, you're in. Uh, if you can get four out of seven correct, and it always seems to come down to the last one lately... Uh, you can qualify for a trip to Las Vegas, two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas, spa treatment for two at Serenity Spa and a VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun, must be 21 out. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, legalese aside, uh, let's get to your game today, Jason. And Wood said, why don't we do, since we've been doing it on the Daily Diddy, Super Bowl halftime performers over the years. So I have a list, Jason, of artists, bands, groups who have performed 
somewhere during the Super Bowl halftime show. Not necessarily always the headliner, but we're a key part of the Super Bowl halftime show. I'll give you a name. You tell me if they were real or if it's a fake that I have thrown in and never performed at the Super Bowl halftime show. You ready to play? I'm ready. All right, and uh, Woods doesn't know, so you can you can certainly ask for help if you want. All right, round one, real or fake, Super Bowl halftime performer. The Chicago Symphony Orchestra, real or fake, Jason? Oh, geez. Um, Woods, what do you think? Kind of unsure on this one, man. Um, I'm going to say fake. I'm going to say fake. He's going to say fake. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Woods on this one. Fake. No, Woods, very good. Fake. Yes. Man. There's certainly some similar type. Yeah, you're trying to. Marching bands, things like that. He's trying to throw curveballs at us. So that's one point. All right, let's go round two. The Radio City Rockettes. Real or fake, Jason? Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, fake. It's real. Real. Actually, uh, they were part of the halftime show here in San Diego, 1988, with Chubby Checker and the Pianos and the Rockettes. So, all right, still one. That's all right. That's okay. You're still in this game. All right, let's go to round three. New Kids on the Block. Hanging tough. Real or fake, Jason? Uh, that's real. Yeah, 1991. Yeah. Awful. One of the, kind of the first big pop groups to ever do the Super Bowl halftime show. All right, two points for Jason. He needs two more to qualify for the grand prize drawing. Round four. Professor Buster Lloyd and his pets on parade. Real or fake, Jason? <laughs> um, what, what do you think? I mean, uh, my gut tells me fake. I got to go with my gut. I think that's fake. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with words on this one. Fake. You think I could come up with something as crazy as that? Yes. It's got to be real, right? Paul, is it fake? It's fake. Yeah, I just totally made that up. 100% out of thin air. All right, that's three. All you need is one more, Jason, and you win our game. Round five. The BGs. Real or fake Super Bowl halftime performer? Um, you know, that sounds like something that could be uh, performing at the Super Bowl. I'm going to go ahead and go with, um, I'm going to go with fake. Whoa! He changed his mind and won it. And he wins! Yeah, the BG's never performed at the Super Bowl halftime show. Very nice. Uh, let's do the last two here. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Anyone? Woods? Jason, what do you think? Fake. Yeah, that, that's got to be real. That is real. Oh, is it real? With Katie Perry in 2015. Oh, and did. finally, Elvis Presto. Real. That's real. Yeah, that's the Elvis impersonator in 1989 was the headliner oh, of the show. Holy Elvis. Elvis. He's like, me? Presto. You want me to do it? <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to do Elvis. but Cancel our gig in Reno. We've got the Super Bowl <laughs> at the bowling was- alley. Let them know we're not coming. <laughs> we have the Super Bowl. Jason, hang on the line. Polly will get your information and put you into the drawing. First one this month for our grand prize getaway to Las Vegas, and that is real or fake. All right, we'll come back and uh, get to Don't Do This. Uh, He had a gnarly story for the Philadelphia Eagles that they're going to be now dealing with in these two weeks uh, before the Super Bowl. Uh, We'll get to that coming up in a 
a ticket controversy with a pair of college basketball rivals in the Big Ten. So don't do this. That became another, its own don't do this. Yes. <laughs> and I've got one. We're not going to do 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 this. But we We're going to do three don't do this because right. do I want to get to this Alec Manoa story. Did you see this yesterday? No, I did not. You know Alec Manoa? Yeah. Guy pretty much called him fat on MLB Network, and uh, he came back hard on Twitter. That's coming up next with Ben Woods after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Not a soul to be found in silence, not a sound. There's no one around but you in the back of the car, run away from the bar. In silence, here we are, reminding us how we do. Don't do this. I got a little surprise for you, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do this. Listen, if I'm, if I'm something, something bad, I mean, tell me I'm a bad boy. You know, just tell me I'm a bad boy. Why? Just why? I get the argument. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm not a moron. Let me tell you why I am a dumbass. It's time for Don't Do This. Don't do this. On 97.3 The Fan. You got a, a multi-layered don't do this coming up. First, though, uh, retroactively, we need to take care of some business. As Polly realized during the break, that real or fake we just played had a new sponsor. So we want to uh, give them a shout out. Polly, who is the new sponsor? Yeah, welcome real back. Or real or fake was brought to you by Home Turf. Save time and water with pet friendly, always green grass, and get a free consultation by calling the team at Home Turf. At 888-4SD-TURF or go to sdhometurf.com. I totally get it. That's the perfect sponsorship. Is it real? <laughs> Grass? No, it makes a ton of sense. <laughs> yeah. Is it real or is it fake or is it home turf? What's fake? Yes, but you can looks as you're driving by. It can look very real because it's, you know looks like grass and your yard looks so nice my potting green looks phenomenal yeah in my backyard i'll get it started or fake yeah you get it started pretty uh disturbing story uh out of philadelphia today as eagles rookie guard josh sills was indicted on rape and kidnapping charges in his native ohio this week allegedly uh, forced a woman to perform an act on him. Uh, 25-year-old Sills engaged in sexual activity that was not consensual and held the victim against her will in uh, an incident that occurred uh, December 5th, 2019. So this has been a long time uh, in the making, but he was indicted. Um, The details are not something I'm super comfortable reading uh, on the radio, but it's very, very, very bad. And very, very poor bad. timing for the Eagles. You're no already dealing with a bunch of distractions. Now, from a a co- competitive standpoint, I think he's only played in like one game. Played, in one, it's, 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 played in one game. It's not like he's a starter, and they put him on the restricted or list. But it's still, I mean, it's just another distraction in a, in a week and a half that are absolutely full of them, and you're trying to avoid that uh, as much as possible. You know, the other thing is, and we've seen this play out a thousand times, these guys rarely get indicted for things like this. They ra- it, It's so rare, which is unfortunate. Um, so there must be a preponderance of evidence against him, Ben. Just the fact that it's taken so long and the indictment finally came down. So he's... he's, he's All right, I've, I've got a, as I said, a multifaceted don't do this out of Big Ten 
basketball where the uh, Illinois Fighting Illini were going to play the Iowa Hawkeyes on the road. And the Illinois student section called the Orange Crush put out a statement because they felt like they were done wrong by the Iowa Athletic Department. Here's what they wrote. As many may know, as the nation's premier student section, the Orange Crush, the show probably has something to say about that, attends one road game per year, going back to 2002. This year for our 20th trip, the road trip destination was to be Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City this upcoming Saturday. Carver? Unfortunately, the University of Iowa... Have you tried the lasagna? (laughs) It's my favorite. Carver Arena. Unfortunately, the University of Iowa Athletic Department has today notified us that they have invalidated all 200 tickets the Orange Crush had legally purchased. Highly unfortunate for our group that the trip has been canceled. We were looking forward to it. Uh, They also had already paid for charter buses that they couldn't get their money back. And they said, you can't just rip our tickets away because you don't want us cheering for the other team. We bought our tickets fair and square, and now you're just canceling on us, and it's a a tremendous financial burden on our fan club, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone started, you know, don't do this thing to the Iowa Athletic Department. But then the Iowa Athletic Department came back with the other side of the story. And they said, all right, the Iowa Athletics Department became aware of a discounted group ticket order for the Iowa-Illinois men's basketball game on behalf of an Illinois chapter of the Boys and Girls Club. In following up with that organization, it became clear this was not factual. When contacting the individual who made the original ticket order, they admitted to falsely ordering tickets under the nonprofit organization. So essentially the Illinois students, knowing that Iowa wasn't going to want to let a bunch of Illinois kids buy tickets in a big block to the game, would have blocked it had they known. They lied. They disguised their purchase by... Like putting it through a fake boys and girls club so they could get these tickets to the Iowa oh game. Oh my! And Iowa God. said yes. And when we we found that out, we rescinded them. We refunded their money, but we're not giving them tickets to our game. That's unbelievable. Yeah, kind of a, I mean, it's kind of a double. Don't do this here. Well, no, it's not. It's just don't do this to the Orange Crush to to buy tickets under false pretense. Correct. Right. Well, it, when I first saw and the listing first a chair, part of the story, yeah, but, it was but, don't do this to Iowa. Like, yeah. Come on. Be- oh, you know, Iowa sat there and they were like, got him. And Ladies then, and gentlemen, a, we got him. And then, a, in a bit of a do do this, Iowa then responded and donated tickets to the actual Boys and Girls That's Club genius, in Iowa to bring the kids to the game instead of a bunch of rowdy Illinois students. It's brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> um, I'm usually pretty familiar with. When I tune into MLB Network, right, I'm pretty familiar with the guys that are up there. You get Cliff Floyd up there. We've got Jake Peavy up there. These guys are guys you know. I, do you remember a baseball player named Anthony Wrecker? Hardly know her, but I, I don't remember Anthony Wrecker at all. The name kind of... It doesn't jog one shred. A baby a bell. I don't know. So he, uh, I guess he caught in the big leagues for a, a minute. He's on MLB Network. And uh, he had this to say about Blue Jays starting pitcher, Alec Manoa. Uh, Alec Manoa, I love you, Alec. Just show me you're willing to put in a little more time in the gym and and that you're going to be there consistently for a little bit longer. I still love you. Now, okay, so you hear that and you think, yeah, we all know Alec Manoa is a big dude. He's like 6'6", 3". I mean, he's huge. Big cat. You hear that from Anthony Recker, 
it's the way he says it, too. You almost have to see the video where he gives kind of this knowing, yeah, he's, he's basically, he's fat. He's fat. And you look like a slob and you're not, you know, I want to see more from you. CC Sabathia was a guy that that needed weight to pitch. David Wells was a guy when all, when CC slimmed down, he was not good. Alec Manoa, I feel like if Alec Manoa dropped seventy pounds, I don't think he'd be as effective. He, with a pitcher, you kind of you want that weight, you need it. If you're if you're comfortable pitching at a very high level, which he does, you want I think, that. I think if that weight is causing. Injury issues yeah, like knee knees problems, and things stuff. like that, yeah. then you need to maybe reevaluate and say, hey, I'm not doing what's best for my career. But if you're if you're making your starts, you're staying healthy, and you're getting outs, and you're being effective, not really an issue for a pitcher. Right. So this is actually kind of the do-do this. We can actually, Paulie, do a do-do this for this. D-D mega do-do. Manoa sees this and responds. Hey, Anthony Recker, my job isn't to please you. You're an outsider. You don't know me or my work ethic. What I do in the gym is clearly worked out. Check the numbers. Sucks you can't say the same for yourself. (laughs) So then Recker responds. Don't let someone throw a video out of context at you and get you upset. You're an incredible talent, man. I'd love to see you make the most of that. I hope to see you continue to get better and be great for a long time. I wish I had even a tiny speck of the talent you do. Now, Manoa could have said, all right, fine. Great, thanks, man. He writes back, you're just like everyone else. You love to talk and want to say sorry when you get called out. You want to see how an all-star, first-team, all-MLB, and Cy Young finalist trains? Come meet me at Manoa Driven. Manoa Driven then posts some video of him training and says... MLB All-Star and Workhorse, Anthony Recker, would love to see you step in the box and show the world why you're a broadcaster now. I mean, he's not going to let it go. He, Alec Manoa is the kind of guy, and we've talked about him before, always wants to fight, screams at guys. Like he's, he's a savage out there on the mound. A guy you hate playing against, but if he's a Padre, you're like, he's my favorite player. By, like, by far, he's my favorite player. Um, but he is tough. He's a tough, tough cat. He's not letting this go. This is going to be going to be something that probably fuels him, um, you know, against guys like Anthony Recker, who I think he batted two hundred in his career. Um, you know, very uh, uh, he actually batted one ninety nine in his career, played uh, two hundred and six games. In the the Recker line is a little bit below the Mendoza line. That's exactly right. So he was uh, he was none too pleased, but I do like how he responded and you know kind of called him out. That 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 wasn't taken out of context. It wasn't. No, I mean he was clear that. You know, he he didn't. He wasn't trying to say you, you're, you're terrible. He was trying to say, I think you could do more. I think you could lose weight, which is, is not necessarily fair. Right. I mean, we don't know. You don't know how much work a guy is putting in. And take um, uh, take Sean Manaya, for instance. Yes, we had no idea. We had no idea he wasn't year, putting then, work in. And he said himself, "I felt like I didn't, I didn't put in the work I needed to this last year." And that's dis- that was disappointing to hear. At the end of such an important season Great for the point. Padres, uh, he didn't look like he was out of shape, but he certainly, you know, started to struggle down the stretch, and you wonder whether that factored into it. So, yeah, he wasn't getting called out by anyone on television, but you just don't know what kind of work guys put in behind the scenes. Yeah, we had no idea, none. We would have called him out, but we didn't know. And that's don't, don't do, don't, and do do this for a Thursday. That. Was don't do this with Ben and Woods on ninety seven three the fan. All right, I don't know if uh, Freddie Freeman's comments uh, fall under the line of don't do this or not, but we can discuss what the uh, the Dodgers first baseman had to say 
yesterday in relation to the NL West as we get started on the 2023 season. I feel my blood starting to boil. Yes. I will get to that coming up with Ben and Woods. All guests on Ben and Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, buy new roads. Back after this on 97.3 The Fam. Check out BetQL. BetQL looks at every bet from every game, gives you the best possible bets based on a scale of one to five stars. It's all there. Don't take betting advice from your weird uncle or that random guy on Twitter. BetQL does all the hard work for you. It's time to get better at betting. Visit BetQL.com or download the BetQL app to get three days of BetQL access absolutely free. Has anyone seen the latest movement on the Chiefs-Eagles game? I have not. I, I It was at... It was Chiefs, then it was Eagles by two and a half, and then I saw one and a half, I think. Is that kind of where we're settling in? Is the Eagles are going to be some, somewhat of a small favorite for the Super Bowl, barring major injury news over the next week? I can't imagine there's going to be huge changes at this point. A lot of money's already in on the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, tons. But I don't know. I don't know why it moved to point. Um, I have no idea. But so I think there's a normal... Fluctuation, a settle, a fluctuation. When people start putting money, down. yeah, you know, it's it's too far one way, and then so many people start betting it the other way that it swings harder, and then all right, then it kind of gets a little bit of a natural equilibrium somewhere in the middle, right there. Yeah, is it is it one and a half now? Is I think that it's one. And, yeah, one okay. and a half is what I'm seeing right. at the moment. But again, we are still one, two, three, ten days away yeah. from the game. So it's a ways off. It's not. We're not here yet. No. All right, uh, we're not quite to baseball season, but certainly the talk is ramping up, including a certain Dodgers first baseman. We'll get to that after a check of traffic here at 97.3 The Fan. From the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Traffic Center, part of the premier auto family, here's Kelly Danik. Traffic is sponsored by the all-new premier Buick GMC of Carlsbad. Best traffic alert remains in effect along southbound 67. There is a collision blocking lanes at Iron Mountain Drive. So you are pretty much on the brakes, single digits, all the way from Highland Valley. Southbound side of the 15, an accident right before Via Rancho Parkway, moving those vehicles out of the fast lane. With all new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Elevation Package Trucks, $4,000 off MSRP, over 15 in stock to choose from. Stop in or shop online at carlsbadbuickgmc.com, a proud member of the premier Carlsbad family of dealers. And Kelly Danik with Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. 
So Freddie Freeman still believes that his team is the team to beat in the National League West in 2023. Speaking to the website Dodger Blue, Freddie Freeman was quoted, the division is still ours until we lose, right? We retook it last year. I think our team is very, very good. And yes, the Dodgers did win the division with 111 games last year. The year after not winning it, uh, missing out by one game against the San Francisco Giants in 2021. So a factually correct statement there by Freddie Freeman. Congratulations. He's responding, though, to the offseason talk that the Dodgers have taken a step back while the Padres have continued to charge forward. says, I still love our team. we got a really good one. When you've got Mookie Betts, Will Smith, Max Muncie, J.D. Martinez, and then you can roll off our pitching, I think we've still got a really good team. Of course, Trey Turner is gone. Justin Turner is gone. Cody Bellinger is gone. You can debate the uh, the possible effects of those moves, but uh, they're certainly not the same team or have the same depth that they had last season. No, they don't, but they do have. Uh, they do have some really, really nice young players that they're going to be asking a tremendous, tremendous amount of. Uh, if history is any indication, those players will be very good. So, I, I you know, Freddie is absolutely um, uh, he's a good player. And uh, you know, wish him uh, the very worst. But I, I, yeah, it, it, if that's if that's what gets you motivated, and if that's what gets you excited, is taking that division back. More power to you. I will take the playoff uh, win over that team. You know, and, and then obviously you want to win a World Series, and uh, I know that's their I, goal as well. I think that's I think that's a little dismissive though. Me dismissive of Freddie Freeman? No, I think I think of saying that you'll just take the playoff win over the division title. Of course, we would all rather have. Is it extra sweet because it's against the Dodgers? Of yes, I, I would say go zero and fourteen against the Dodgers. If you beat, beat them in the playoffs, playoffs I who cares? I don't really care. And you know, Polly pointed out on our rundown: Philly did they win the division? They got to the World Series. Atlanta the year before won the World Series. Did they win their division? Does it really matter? But I'll point out that for every example that you have there, do you think the Mets would have rather won their division yes. over Atlanta than have to have faced the Padres in the wild card well, round? I'm sure they. There is some importance to winning a division. There you, is, but I'm sure they were licking their chops. Yes, but you have less of a chance to win the World Series as a wild card team than you do as a division champ. That's true. Doesn't mean you can't do it as a wild card team. Doesn't mean I wouldn't rather be a red hot wild card team than a division winner limping into the playoffs. But a division winner doesn't have to play a best of three series that could possibly knock you out, like it happened to the New York Mets last season. Just because it didn't happen to the Padres doesn't doesn't mean, mean it's the right they way. Win 102 games this year, finish second to 104 win Dodgers, and then get knocked out by a wild card. Braves team yeah. or Phillies yeah, team Phillies. in the first round because, well, they didn't win their division either, and you had a really tough matchup, and you went toe-to-toe for three games, and it was epic, and you're out, and you go, ah, that's that feels like a really disappointing season. I mean, if the Padres win 102 games, don't win the division, have to play the Phillies in the wild card series, and they go toe-to-toe for three games, and they lose you know, on a heartbreaker in the third game. We're going to be devastated this season. No question about it. And, and you could argue in many ways that it was a better season than last year. I. But here's the thing. If we won the division with 102 wins and then we got knocked out by a wild card winner, I'm still going to be True. equally devastated. I mean, it's just... And 
I, I feel like this season in particular, I feel like I'm going to be devastated regardless if they don't win the World Series. It's going to be devastating. Now, there's moral victories, I, in my mind at least. There's the way that you can reconcile uh, as a fan. Because last year sucked. The Philly series sucked. That said, I'm still massively proud of and excited about what happened last year. I, I don't know that I've seen something cooler than Petco Park when Freddie Freeman, of all people, struck out on that slider, waved at it. That was one of the cooler sports moments I've ever gotten to be a part of. Yeah? So I, it's hard for me to look back and go, failure. The series is over! It's hard for me to look back and go, yeah, well, it was a failure. We didn't win the World Series. Yes, you're right. It was. It was a failure because you didn't win the World Series. I, I'm, I'm working on in my mental. I can't grasp that mentality completely. That yeah, only one team is a true. Like yes, one team the wins true the World champion. Series, but like, if you're a Phillies fan, do you think last year was a failure? No, I don't Absolutely think you do. Not. I don't, and especially it sucks. Especially Paulie. How bad they were down the stretch. Just putrid. Getting yeah. bodied. Like, this is a must-win series. And they get swept. And, like, you want to talk about limping into the playoffs. They limped into the playoffs. And then they they flipped the switch. So Hell, I don't think, like, Mariners fans think last year no, was a failure. No, I don't think so either. I don't think, uh, I mean, maybe Mets fans probably do. Mets fans probably do. Padres fans certainly shouldn't. I, I don't think so either. So, I, in my mind... I'm trying to get my my mantras down for the season. I'm trying to get my my mental mantras down. My, my what do they call them in in like yoga? It's mantra. Yeah, I'm trying to get my my head right. Something I can repeat to myself every day. Last year it was, hey man, just go one and zero. Don't worry about anything else. One and zero. One and zero. One and zero. Win your game. Call it a day. That's it. This year is a little bit different. The expectations are so high. I look at this team and I go, do I think it's a World Series champion today? I don't. I don't. I would like more pitching. We all would like more pitching. Everybody could use more pitching. But I do look at it and say, yeah, we're going to be dirty. We're going to compete. We are going to compete hard. And if it comes down to bottom of the ninth, a walk-off bloop over the second baseman's head to lose it, I'm going to be heartbroken. I'm going to be crushed. Uh, But if the Padres go out and win a pen and then lose to the Astros in the World Series... it's going to be hard for me to go out that season was a failure. I mean, I'm going to be really proud of those guys. It's uh, interesting that you said that you don't see, you can't necessarily see them as a World Series champion right now. I don't. But is there another team that you do see right now? Is there any, can can any team be? Yeah, there's in, one. In your the mind, Ast- the, Astros. the Astros. Yeah, and they've gotten better. Like, they've gotten better. Um, they added, you know, really nice bat to their, to their, um, to their spot. So you feel like unless something happens in which the Padres do better at pitching, you know, whatever, someone emerges to to fill that hole, or the Astros do something to do worse, like they get some injuries, they're just not the the same team that they were, that you can't say that the Padres are a favorite over the Astros right now. I I couldn't. Okay. I I couldn't myself. I, I don't look at them. Now, I look at them side by side and go, yeah, our lineup matches up. It matches up. It probably better. You know, I, I like our I like our starting nine. I think more than I like their starting nine. Um, that said, you look at their rotation. You know, they're they're yeah, they lost Justin right. Verlander. How about, but how about in the National League then? I look at rank the five rank these five teams: Padres, Dodgers, Mets, Braves, Phillies. 
right now, just in your mind. In my mind. <sighs> like how do you how do you sort those five teams? Number five. Phillies. <laughs> okay. Number four. Padres, Mets, Braves. Uh, Braves, Dodgers, Phillies. You already did the Phillies. Crap. Padres, Mets, Braves, Dodgers. Braves. Number three. Dodgers. Okay. Number two. Who's left? Padres. Mets and the Padres. Padres, two. Mets, number one. Number one. Okay, I you know what I, I feel like they're it, it, I think they're the team. The Phillies is tough because I'd probably put Phillies four. And who's Braves five? five? Braves five. But I, I feel like the Braves are gonna. I feel like they're gonna be good. I think they're all five of those teams. I they can all really. go one. I was wondering whether you were gonna fall into the Dodgers five trap no. just because you wanted that. No, no. I think it's hard to say that a team that won 111 games, even with. An uneventful offseason, losing a couple of players, is all of a sudden the fifth best team in the National League. Would it you surprise have, you though? You if have they to were? respect the Dodgers. You still. have to. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just that's recency, you, you man. That's recency them, bias. You can you can hate them all you want. You can hate them all you want. They still have. Don't, they still have some good. Don't make the mistake they did last year with the Padres um, by not do a great respecting job. the Dodgers, and even with what they have now, how good they could possibly still be. Because they very, they very well could be a very good team this year. I mean, look, you know the the question marks for the San Diego Padres. We've beaten them like a dead horse. We have the the it, will Martinez get it done in the four? Is Lugo really going to be a five? Is he really going to pitch a ton of meaningful innings? Who is your sixth starter? Who is your seventh starter? Who is your eighth starter in case of emergency? Um, you know, I re, I feel really confident about the bullpen. I feel really confident about the lineup. Uh, I could see the Padres as a definitely, you know, like I just had them at number two. I could see them. I could see them winning a division. I just don't know the level of importance I'm I'm ready to commit to as a fan uh, well, of like I, having to win it. I think try, I think this you, will be you, the good year to do it. You definitely try to be one of those top two division winners where you get the buy and you don't have to play the wild card series. I think there's va- value in that. After that, I guess it's better to be a. A division winner or the top wild card. There's no real difference between division winner and top wild card. You get to host all, all the best of three series at home. So you know, but last year the Padres weren't even one of those. They were fifth and still went on the road and had to do. You know, they had to beat the Mets two out of three on the road. Yep. I wouldn't want that to have to be your path every single yeah, year. Yeah, me neither. Is all I'm saying. I, I'm with you. I'm if, with if you. 100%. Every year you're putting yourself in the position of three road games and we got to win a road series every single time just to basically get our playoffs started. You know, to get out of the starting gate in the playoffs, you've got to go beat an excellent team in their yard two out of three. It's not a great way to ensure consistent playoff success if that's where you are every single year. No, this is really good, too. This is an interesting topic as as a Padre fan. What are your affirmations for the year? How do you feel now? Uh, George, our, bo- our boy Tier 1B, George says, I'm going to focus on celebrating moments going forward. The series would be the ultimate moment. If we don't win it, it'll be disappointing. But damn it. We had some amazing moments last year. I'm looking forward to so many more this season. Yeah, that's a macro view of baseball. We all should be more macro. Unfortunately for us, we have to get into the weeds on a micro level every single day on this program, and we will. Pitch by pitch, hit by hit, batter by batter. We have to do it. As a fan, though, macro is the only way to enjoy the game of baseball. There's no other way. As always, I'm not going to try to get too worked up. I'm simply going to follow Matthew McConaughey's advice. 
Are you ready to bless the mood? Bless, bless the mood. That's our mantra. Every Just day. Bless the mood. Every single day. <laughs> Quackdown Padre says, mood. Stephen Woods, that there was some Mets up Mets loving. <laughs> SMH. I, I'm so, you guys know how nervous I get about being like, we're winning it. Everybody's going to come through us. I like to be, not me personally, I like to be quiet, lay in the weeds. Real we are G- winning the World Series in 2022. That's what I don't want. Real G's move. But you picked Pete silence. Alonso's team, which is kind of odd that that's where you landed on. They made some really good moves. They're a really good team. They still have Pete Alonso. Yeah, I mean, he's he had a good I know, year. He did. I like know. it's would we all take Pete Alonso on this team? Yes, in a heartbeat. Throwback Thursday for Ben and Woods. We're going to turn back the clock. Coming up next on 97.3 The Fan.